Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, Evo. Happy Friday, Gina. Do you enjoy your time off? I did. I did. I definitely enjoyed my time off. I had some stuff that was piling up on me, and I just uh, needed a moment to clear it all up. You know, get that backlog out of the way and uh, just start off with a fresh slate. Anthony and I gave you a little break. Yeah, I appreciate that. So you know, here I am, fresh, brand new, feeling good, loving life, and I'm ready to get into this topic. So um, what are we covering today? So today we are talking about dating as a single parent part two. Okay. Dating as a single parent, the initial episode is our most popular episode streamed and downloaded on podcasting. It seems like there is an active audience to get to want to know more about this topic. And March 21st is the reason why we initially started this topic, which is National Single Parents Day. If you are not aware, you know, it's just like one of those days, like National Girlfriend Day or Mm -hmm. something like that. But... I thought it'd be dope for us to revisit the topic of dating as a single parent, but dive a little bit deeper this time into what it's like to date as a single parent when you are in an an either a new relationship or what would actually, you know, what would you consider new? I was thinking about time frame. I'm thinking like within the year. Yeah, it's definitely within the, within the first year is new six months type, you know, I, I want to say from the from the from the beginning to like six months is definitely brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within like still the first year is yeah. still like a new relationship. Once yeah, once you get to a year, that's when your this the seasoning starts happening. You put a little sasson on it. Put a little sasson on it. <laughs> it's getting a little a little frothy. Um, a little what? A little frothy. Frothy. Yeah. You know you know, you don't know what frothy means. Yeah, but when you put seasoning, seasoning doesn't make things frothy. Frothy is like when you make the when you're making coffee and there's like that froth on I top. I know. I'm not suggesting that seasoning is anything like frothy. Oh. I'm just adding it to the mix. Like, <laughs> damn, man, listen. All right. I'm just not <clears> understanding <throat> what you mean by that. Yeah, frothy. You know. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You just told me caught me totally off guard with that. So yeah, uh, I actually went ahead and reached out to some of my friend groups and family groups because I have people within those groups that are actively dating as a single parent. Some of them are still in the dating pool. Mm -hmm. Some of them are in new relationships. Some of them are dating a person that has children and they don't have children themselves. Some of them are dating someone that has a child and they have children themselves. Some of them are dating with children, that dating other people that don't have children. So there's a lot of dynamics that I was able to kind of tap into. And what I did was I reached out to these uh, groups and I asked them what were some of the most challenging things that they're faced with when they're dating as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I say single because if they're not married and they're separated from their, obviously from their ex and they're in a new relationship, I still consider them a single parent unless right. there is two parents in a household. That's right. when I would like at some point they're at they're at home by themselves with Correct. their kids. Like yeah, they're the, still a single yeah, parent. The biological parent is not in the house, and the person that they're dating is not in the house. Yeah, so they are a single parent at some point. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually a really good <laughs> yeah. point to bring up. So we are going to discuss some of the challenges that you know i am so grateful for that everyone sent to me and when we combed through them we definitely found some things that were a common a common theme so we kind of 
chopped it down a little bit to focus on some of the ones that we thought were, I guess, crucial in a dating as a single parent. Or some of the more complicated ones. Yeah. You know, and kind of discuss how, you know, solutions on ways to to get through them because, you know, it's not it's not an easy thing. It's not, and no. uh, we have been through yeah, it. Yeah, we've definitely been through <laughs> it, you know. And there's, I don't, I, you know, there's no book to it, you know. You kind of just. There is. I mean, there's there's no written handbook like. To there's say. no handbook, but there are books that yeah. help. But I feel like everybody's <laughs> got their own, their own way of going about it. Whether it be, you know, reaching out to other friends mm-hmm. to find out how they go yeah. do with it, to reaching out to, you know, friends and family, parents, yeah. aunts and uncles. Um, I don't people at work. I think what you're trying to say is is that there is not just an a plethora of information out there about how people can go about dating as yeah. a single parent that they feel like they're going to be doing it in a way that is like the best fitted for them. It's yeah. kind of like trial and error because yeah. I know that we went through that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and every, every, every and everybody you ask has th- something different. Has to say. something different to say about you know what they feel is the best way to handle it. So, um. You know, one of the struggles that I found that it's can be pretty common is scheduling as far as like trying to date, you know, as a single parent. So if you if you're separated from your from the biological from the biological parent of your child and you're trying to move on with your life and kind of like, you know, just feel normal, get back into the dating scene. Right. And I know that sounds kind of crazy. For some people who are just newly out of a, a relationship and step, you know, stepping back into this for the first time, I know I've heard a lot about that. Getting your feet wet and kind of like going, getting acclimated with the dating scene again can be a little challenging. But what can be very challenging is scheduling the time that you spend with your child and your significant other when it comes to dating. Mm-hmm. You know, are they going to be able to watch the child? Um, are they going to be okay with you dating? Wait a second. You said scheduling with your significant other. Do you mean? I with meant the, yes. With your with your with, with your, the ex. With the ex. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. So scheduling with the ex can be very difficult, um, especially when you're trying to coordinate around dating, mm. right? So what's that conversation look like? Hey, I'm going out on a date. You think you can, you know, watch? We're gonna we'll call the child for lack of a better term. You think you could watch David? You know, some exes might make it difficult for you. Some exes are jealous. Some exes don't want to see you happy. Mm. You know, so that can be a very difficult thing to deal with. Um, Let me ask you: Do sure. you actually think that it is? Because when you say that, do you think that it is the right of the parent? Or the, excuse me, do you think it's the right of the ex to know that you're going out on a date with someone and that's why you're asking them to take care of their child? I think do you to, think they're I, entitled to that I think to some degree, yes. I don't think that every that your, your ex should know about every single date that you're going on. Okay. But if it's someone that you're dating mm-hmm. and that you're, you're it's starting to get serious, Okay. at some point this is something that you're going to want to introduce to your ex. You know, you're going to want to know that there may be a time down the road that you're the person that you're dating is going to meet your children. Mm-hmm. And so that's not something that you just want to spring on your ex. You want to make sure that they're aware that you've been dating this person. Okay. And maybe have conversations with them throughout that time of dating on, hey, how's it going? Or putting, um, you know, giving 
giving giving them positive feedback if there's any to give to you to the ex, so that at some point they're not so apprehensive about that person, the new the new boyfriend or girlfriend meeting the children. Okay. Um, and so that's that's that can be that like that's one of the hurdles of dating mm-hmm. as a single parent. Um, and one of the ways that you can solve this or not make it as difficult as one may think, because it, it does sound challenging, right? You got to like bob and weave through somebody else's feelings and, you know, tippy toe through like this delicate situation of being with somebody else while still dealing with your ex is be understanding about your ex's needs as well. Try to be the bigger person and be flexible with them whenever they need you. And, and be open-minded that they may be dating someone else as well. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, it would be a good idea to kind of go about treating them the way that you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it would be unfair for you. I mean, this is my personal opinion, but I think it would be unfair for you to expect your ex to have <clears throat> this empathy and this understanding about the time that you may need to go, go and be with somebody that you're dating if you're not giving them the same empathy and respect excuse me, and consideration that you want in return. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to to create that dynamic because if you don't, you're just going to face, like, you're going to have a hard time, period. And I know this because I I know people that have tried to do this where they're, you know, they're getting a hard time from their ex, from their new relationship, and it's probably because, you know, they're not, the person that's trying to get the courtesy they're not giving the courtesy back to their ex. They're not setting like a foundation of, hey, this is how I want our relationship to be when it comes to us going, <clears throat> dating other people. Okay, I want to just make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying. So you are saying that the person that is actively dating or in a relation in a new relationship, that they should apply some courtesy to their ex's situation in the same regard of, how they treat them if they also want time to date other people. Yeah, because it, it, and wait, wait, hold on, I'm not done. And okay. then you're saying that you think this is you said this is your personal opinion that the reason why some parents that are dating or in a new relationship are not getting are not receiving the same amount of thought thoughtfulness to them when they need their ex to either, you know. It's their weekend or they're that that they're not receiving the same thoughtfulness because they themselves are not applying it to their ex. Yeah, that's one reason. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Why? No, I just I just want to make sure that I was following you correctly when you said that. Yeah. Just think about it like I this, don't, right? I'm not saying that I I'm not saying that I don't agree with that. I do think that there are definitely scenarios where maybe one of the parents is being a little bit more selfish about how it yes. is that they are handling their scheduling when it comes to their dating life and they're not giving the same courtesy to their um to the other you know non-custodial parent yeah. i can see that happening yeah like you know one way like one example i can give you is i'm gonna, I'm gonna use us for for as an example because i think it's just easier to, to explain that way okay. um if we were separated and you were gonna go out on a date and you're i wasn't available we originally you know stated that i wasn't available we, you were gonna use a sitter Mm-hmm. Your sitter bailed on you. Mm. What do you do? Right? You have the situation. Now, I think it would be a good idea for me to see how I can help you in that moment. Even though it's not my responsibility. It's your turn. You already had made arrangements. 
we made arrangements that I wasn't going to be available. You were going to get a sitter that fell through for you. In that situation, it would be best for our relationship as co-parents that I at least attempt to try to help you. And you're saying this because then in turn, in the same situation, if maybe one day your sitter falls through, that I'm going to extend the same courtesy to you. Yeah. This to me sounds like a very healthy co-parenting relationship. I think it takes a lot of conversations to happen. Absolutely. For it to get to that point. But you did start off by saying that there are many parents that are dating our end or in a new relationship that do not have a cooperative a cooperative ex. Yeah. In that case, I myself have dealt with that. Evo and I have dealt with that. When we first started dating, I had my ex was not cooperative as far as being responsible when it came to his weekends or being responsible when he was supposed to pick up the children. We were faced with that situation many times in our relationship. So some advice that I would like to give if you do have that situation with, with your ex where they're just fucking not showing up, this needs to be a crucial conversation between you and the person that you're dating you need to have them understand what you are experiencing in your world as a single parent because many times as a single parent, one thing I I know and I've done this myself is you think that you need to take on the world on your shoulders when it comes to your children and that you should not involve anyone else that is not their parent and or family into the situation because you feel like this heavy, it's my responsibility. But that does not mean that you can't say to your current partner, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now. My ex is not cooperating. They are not picking up the children on the days that they are obligated to. I don't really have a large network of friends and family. And maybe the finances are not there for them to pay for a babysitter every time you go on on a date. You know, there's the saying, if they if they wanted to, they will. So I think if you have this conversation with your new partner, you'd be surprised that your new partner may be willing to step up and say, okay, so what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Because that's what it if you're in a to. relationship, that's what it boils down to. Yeah. How can they help you in certain parts of your life that maybe you're not able to because that's what that's what partners do for each other. And I can reflect upon a time many times when you did that. And if it's a new relationship, your your partner or you know, your new boyfriend or girlfriend just may want to say, Hey, I, I'd be more than happy to pay for a babysitter for us, yeah. you know, on our future dates if you feel like you can't rely upon this partner. But give them them the, give them that opportunity. Yeah. And I know that it may take for you to kind of like let your guard down as a parent and ask someone for help per se, but it's also involving them into your life in a way that maybe you wouldn't have thought to otherwise. And I think that that's really important because if you eventually want them to meet your children and to be part of your children's life, that's a really small way to let them kind of step in just ever so slightly. And, you know, rolling right off of that, you know, another hurdle that people face as single parents uh, when co-parenting is introducing, you know, your, your children to your significant other and what that looks like as far as your ex and what they feel like and, and managing that whole relationship you understand what I'm saying? No. Okay, so another hurdle that people that one might face when dating as a single parent is introducing your children to the new person that you're dating. Okay. 
So the relation, so navigating the relationship between you and your ex, and making sure that that is on steady ground, mm. um, is very important. So that when the introduction of the new boyfriend or the new significant other comes into play, there is no, there is that. Well, I want to say the least amount of static that there can be. Mm. It's a, it's a delicate situation that that needs to be handled properly because if not. It could just create a whole bunch of mess and a whole bunch of drama. And additionally, um, the children, you know, are are the children are very important. The children in this case are often overlooked as far as like how they may feel mm-hmm. and if they're okay with the new situation. Um, I think that there needs to be. It, first of all, it all needs to be a very slow process. Yeah, and it's like a very delicate dance and balance that needs to be done properly. Um, and the last piece of it is like introducing the significant other, mm. but it can all be very challenging. I know that it's gone way wrong in many different situations for many different people because there's no again there's there's no handbook on how to do this, you know. And a lot of people aren't that mature where they're willing to put in the work on you know being open and honest with the ex and taking things really slow with the, with the new significant other, and then at the same time keeping your kids very aware, acknowledging their feelings, making sure that you're speaking to them, uh, you know, in a sense so they're aware of what's going on, but obviously don't know the full details of it. And kind of bringing all of that in together. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's like a it's like a delicate dance. I want to add to that, that I think it's also important for you to have conversations with your ex regarding you being in a new relationship and the introduction and how well or not well that may be going again this is putting in play healthy conversation and healthy communication between you and your ex and the reason why i'm saying i think that it is crucial that these type of conversations are happening with your ex even though maybe someone uncomfortable talking about your relationship but you want your ex to be supportive of your new relationship when you are not around because you better believe that when your child goes to their other parent, they may say things like, oh, I was with mommy or daddy's friend this weekend and we went to here. You want that parent to feel like, okay, I knew about this and have the ability for that parent to say, how'd you like that? How did that go? So that you are receiving the support from the absentee from the other non-custodial parent in a way where the child feels like oh, okay daddy or mommy knows that you know my dad or my mom has this new friend in their life mm-hmm. and that we are having these experiences with each other and that we are a trifecta of people because if you're not allowing them that little into your life and how things are going with the introduction and the relationship with your child when your child goes to them you may have some of those bitter ass spiteful ass parents that are going to say what i would consider harmful shit to their child about that parent's new partner and i myself a couple times had to hold back from saying things like that because my kids would go with their father and their father would be dating someone that I had no clue of. You know what? I was just about to ask you. Like, this was a question I was just about to ask you, but you went right into it. So go ahead. Oh, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to ask you, what do you, like, what, so what we were saying sounds all fine and dandy and like some people that we know sounds poetic. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But what do you do in a situation that's not like that, right? What do you do in a situation where, you're, where your your ex doesn't make the best decisions as mm-hmm. far as the people that they're dating? Mm-hmm. And you don't approve of the person that they're dating. And they don't really run it by you for the approval or even try to be um, have a co-relationship with you about it, right? Because to some degree, you guys are still tied together. And who they're dating is going to affect you in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're going to eventually be around your kids, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's very important that... The two exes still, you know, very much agree to some to some point about who they bring around the kids. Now, what if you like in your situation where he was just dating and not including yeah, me in what, that information? How do you yeah? How do you maneuver around that? Well, thinking back to those situations, sometimes it was sprung upon me in a way where where the kids would come back home from a weekend where they went with their father and they would say things to me like, "Oh, I was with daddy this weekend," and you know, his friend so and so was around. And that would be new news to me. And if I'm being completely honest, it would infuriate me because I felt like there were people in the presence of my children that I didn't know if they had my best, my children's best interest at hand. Because I didn't know these people from the rip. So two things would happen in those situations for me. One was I made it a point to, with all my willpower, to make sure that I always said positive things about those situations and ask as many questions as I could since I wasn't getting the information. So I'd ask questions such as, you know, um, you know, how, how, how was your time spent with this person? What did you do? Where did you go? What did you eat? Trying to get as much information that will allow me to then do the second part, which is then call their father and say, hey, I was just having a conversation with our son or daughter and they informed me that this past weekend they were with you and they were you were with an, a new person and there were some great things that they told me or there were some things that they told me that weren't so great and have a discussion about that. But you have to approach it with a little bit of with a little bit of empathy because if it's very well possible that you and your partner, your ex-partner, excuse me, have separated on terms that were not fantastic. And there may be some tension there having those conversations. So just keep in the forefront of your mind that the reason why you're contacting them is for the well-being of your children. So say to your ex, hey, kids came home and told me that, you know, you had this person around me. I just want to be clear that if you're going to have people around our kids or child when they are with you, that is very much your right. But I just want to make sure that our kids are always safe and that they feel comfortable around this person. So let's just kind of keep that in the loop. And if they continue to not do that, then you have all in your right to kind of kind of then talk about how you want to approach time spent with parent if they're going to be around that other person because if especially if the child's a minor you have those rights yeah i would hate for it to go that far but there are going to be many times where you're going to have to be sadly the bigger person and say had a conversation with our child and this is what i was told but you definitely also do want to highlight the good things because there was once upon a time that my boys, their father was dating someone that every time the kids came home from being with him and spending time with him and that person, they always had wonderful things to say. And it wasn't that person's fault that their father was choosing not to 
advise me about this relationship but I always made it a point to be like you know that's wonderful I'm so happy that you are around someone that is a positive reinforcement in my kids lives and if I'm being real I was kind of devastated when they broke up because this person was so good to the kids yeah yeah, so tough. it's it's a it's a loaded it's a loaded gun because at the end of the day these are your children and the fires from within your belly can start a roaring when they come home and they say shit that you don't like to hear but I always try to think about um how I felt as a kid because there were many moments that my mother um, was dating and I remember how her and my father's dynamic was and the conversations that they were have they were very unhealthy and i remember how uncomfortable it made me feel as a child so i would never want to apply that to my kids so and i'm always in it to win it so i always want to walk away looking like <laughs> always want to walk away looking like the hero so i would think that in the end you wind up looking like the more dignified parent yeah I could see that while you were talking, I was thinking about um, something that you said and how, you know, there would be this constant conversation of, hey, so what are the kids eating? Oh, you should feed them this or oh. you should feed them that. Oh, yeah, and then right. they would then they would go over there and you, they come back and like, so what'd you eat all weekend? Chinese food. McDonald's. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Pizza. That actually brings me to an interesting topic. Uh, so <laughs> you're just really right into the one that I have, which is. A challenge that people will face when they're dating as a single parent is the family dynamics. So let's say that you're dating someone that also has children. Or let's say they don't even have children. But when you're introducing your child to their dynamic as a family and it's like potentially the polar opposite of yours. Wait, so when you're dating someone who is it, you're dating someone who has kids? Yes, if they have kids or if they don't. But if they have kids, it's a little bit uh, more complicated. But even more so when you're just introducing your kids to their family. Yes, and the dynamic of how that family functions. Mm-hmm. And you function very differently in your household. Because remember, the, it is... Stop. I'm sorry. It is, you know what I'm thinking about, I right? know. I know. It is... It, it is a, you are still a single parent at some point, right? Cause, I'm sorry. You know what it is? What's making you laugh? Huh? I'm thinking about Christmas. When I introduced you to my family and, oh, and, our, yeah, di- yeah. and our dynamic was very different from yes. what you knew as Christmas. Yeah. And listen, that was the positive side of yeah. it, right? It was beautiful. I was just so taken <laughs> aback. I was like, we're singing yeah. Christmas carols? Christmas carols, yeah. It was right. But what I immediately thought about when, you know, my circle of family and friends said to me that facing a, the change in family dynamic, I thought about when we were vegan, and when our daughter mm. didn't eat a lot of things and we, we didn't feed her a lot of things. And we also chose not to vaccinate our daughter until she was almost two years old. Yeah. So there were a lot of instances where the dynamic in our household was very different from other households. Will you stop the laughing, please? I'm sorry. Please? I was just you, like, as you're speaking, I'm thinking of other things. Okay, so. I'm thinking about the hot dog incident. Yes. I was actually going to get to that. <laughs> Come on. Because one of the dynamics that a parent can be faced with when they're going to their new partner's home, whether they have children or not, imagine you are the type of parent that you feed your kid very healthy. Yeah. You are very conscious. And we were, when we were vegan, we literally had to deal with this multiple times where we had to have a conversation with our child as to why they could not partake in, you know, these very American traditions or just 
health-wise, why we chose to do things a certain way. So when you are faced with this, trying to blend these two dynamics, I think it's important, no matter how young the child is, is to give them the why behind everything. Yeah. Because if you don't give them the why behind things, then it becomes like you're kind of leading them out of fear. So if you're just like, no, you can't have that. No, you can't do this. They're going to be very confused and they're going to think that what the other family is doing is better. Yeah. Or that they don't have access to it because you're not giving them the why behind it. So you and I used to have conversations with our daughter all the time about why we didn't partake in certain dishes. And it empowered her to then say, no, I don't eat that. Or no, I don't do this. But that's okay. You go right ahead. I'm okay with what I have. She always felt like, she never felt like she was missing out. Because yeah. I think that that's what can happen. Kids can feel like they are missing out when you're not explaining the why behind things. Now, the other thing is, which I think could be very difficult, is that um, when you're dating someone and they have children and there is a difference in how you approach discipline when you are in their home. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're hanging out as a blended new kind of family dynamic and your new partner has children and let's say that they are more strict with their children but you're a little bit more laxed okay and the parent the new person that is the partner is a little bit more strict and your child is i don't know running amok Mm -hmm. and now this parent is you know Yeah, they're squirming in their skin because they're not understanding why you are choosing to not parent the same way that they parent. Mm -hmm. This then needs to be a conversation with that parent about why you're it's to me. It's always goes back to the why, why you're choosing to do these things as a parent. And then vice versa, you want to have the conversation with your new partner as to why they choose to parent the way that they do. Because if you understand their, if you understand their standpoint as to why they're choosing to parent the way that they do, it'll give you a better overall understanding of like the bigger picture when it comes to their children. Because I can tell you there's always a bigger picture and there's always something deeper when someone chooses to parent their child a certain way. It comes from somewhere. It's either taught. It's either from trauma or it's something new that they're trying or something that they read. They're doing it for a reason. So try to really have empathy towards that reason and see if you can find a common ground. Maybe if you are trying to blend your families and you say, okay, but when your child is in my home, just understand that. I have rules of my home. Yeah. And the same shall apply, but I'm please come see me if you feel like this is not working. It just really goes back to the why and the communication when you are trying to when you're trying to have a new dynamic. And mm-hmm. the last thing that I will say is, you know, we like to say things like kids are really resilient. They'll like they'll be okay. And that is super traumatic for us as kids because, again, I reflect back upon when my mother was dating and she would just introduce people to me and then they would try to, they would try to like, um, semi parent you. Yeah, they would try to fucking, not semi, they would try to Mm -hmm. literally parent me and I would immediately be like, you know, my fucking father. That would immediately happen, right? 
Um, kids are resilient, but that does not mean that we don't walk around with our own fears and our own anxieties. Just think about how you felt in your life as a kid or a teen when you were meeting new people. One of the first examples I could think of is like if you ever transferred to a new school when you were a kid, how fucking crazy that felt when you had to walk into a new classroom, you had to meet new kids, and how scary that felt because these people became part of your life on a daily basis, and you immediately learned, how, you had to learn how to function around them, and that, that uncomfortable feeling that you get, so could you imagine what that's like for a child when they're meeting an adult, and this adult is becoming part of their life, so kind of like find a way to put yourselves in their shoes and kind of let them lead you know, you know, I, I don't think I've ever, I've ever had that. Um, that fear. Well, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a reason why the fear of like coming to a new school and like you know, being fearful because you're like the new kid and not knowing anybody. The first memory that I have of doing that was when I came back from DR. Because when I went over there, I really don't have a like a clear memory of how I felt when I went to the school. You know, it was it was, uh, it was very. It was a big culture shock, I could tell you that. But mm-hmm. when I came back, I was so happy to be back. I walked into that class like I was a tourist. I was like, wow, look at all this. This is great. You know, like everything looks so new and interesting to me mm-hmm. that I didn't have any fear of like whether if anybody would like me because I was just so immersed in like all of these things that I've just hadn't seen in a very long time. So I was just taking everything in. And um, I guess it, it made it made the experience distracting for me as mm-hmm. far as like, what does everybody think about me? Is this person going to like me? Like, you know, and all that stuff. Um, so. Uh, I get it, Eva. You're fucking too cool. I don't say I was too cool. The shit. I don't think anybody would want to be, you know, taken away from their culture of what they know, sent sent to, a, you know, a, a, an island to live for seven years that they didn't expect to live at. And then all of a sudden abruptly come back one day. Um, I think I definitely had a very different experience. Oh yeah, I know you did. I mean, I, you were you clearly said that you it was different. Yeah. I just when you said that when you, I just noticed that when you said that about that experience, I realized in this moment that I didn't experience that, and I thought that was I, I never even realized yeah. it until this moment that you brought it up. Yeah, I I just remember, and I think I said this on the first time that we spoke about dating as a single parent. Just remember that you are bringing an adult into your child's safe space. And when you are potentially trying to merge two things together and you're not keeping your child's feelings in the forefront of that experience, your child can walk away from that feeling very defeated as a child and feeling like you don't care and that you're putting your focus on your new partner versus them because... I myself have gone through that experience and it's, I don't want to say traumatic because I don't want to say I was traumatized by it. But what I will say is, is that it embedded this new fear in me about strangers, about people around me. And for me, I was a girl, so it was men. My mom was bringing men around me. And then what, what I end up doing when I started to date as a single parent, I was super apprehensive about how I brought men around my children because I never wanted my kids to feel that way. Yeah. So it's very important to always keep that like um, in the forefront of your of your thought process when you're doing that. Yeah. I also think that um, you know, making sure that your children's needs and feelings are tended to in, the, in those situations because a lot of times they're overlooked. Um, what I will say is this, when it comes to 
different family dynamics and maybe it may be you are you are choosing to discipline your child different you're choosing to feed your child different you are choosing to raise your child different and these are things that you and I experienced as parents we were we did things very different and we had to have a lot of those conversations as to why we did things but I also think it's important for you as the parent that is dating a new partner to explain to your new partner, you know, these are my choices and this is what I think is best for me and my child. But there's going to be times that my child may act this way. Right. Make that new partner very aware of your child's consistent behaviors so that it's not like a shock to them. Yeah. Um, when you and I first started dating when we were in a new relationship um one of my one of our boys had a, a learning disability and i had to make you very aware of his special needs and the type of a time and attention that he needed if you were going to be around him because it was very difficult at times but then there were these beautiful moments that you would have with him that i was almost jealous of because you had these patients that i wasn't even aware of and these are the these are the beautiful things that i'm talking about that can happen you know um but i had to make you very aware of the needs that my child had so that it you just weren't like why why is he or she like this you know yeah. you you knew coming yeah, in absolutely yeah i mean i think that you did a great job of um, of letting me know yeah. what it was that I needed to know. Okay, so you know what I what I would like to know is how do you feel the topic of wanting more kids should be spoken about when it comes to dating as a single parent? What does that conversation look like for your for your ex? And how does that how does, how do you how does one approach the person that they're dating in that regard as well? Mm. I think I I mean I have multiple ways multiple ways of looking at that. First and foremost, you want to make sure that this is a long-lasting relationship. Agreed. You and I waited 10 years to have our daughter together. And that wasn't because I didn't think we were gonna last, because I knew. So knowing is very important. Yeah, We chose to not have a child immediately or within the first five years of our new relationship for a multitude of reasons. Mm -hmm. So number one, I think knowing is important that this is the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, right? That's number one. Number two, so like, let's not start talking about that until we know that. Number two is, is it a financially good decision for you to have another child? Because one thing that I do know when you're dating as a parent, it is hard as fuck financially. Yeah. So is it something that you and your new partner can comfortably afford to do and it does this child fit into your new dynamic in a way where it's not going to add any more stress because let's say you have an uncooperative ex yeah putting a new child and trying to manage that with your existing child 
it's just going to add to the level of responsibility that you have to do. So let's like kind of figure that out because if you're dating with children already, we're not fucking kids anymore. Let's like yeah. let, let's be real. You need to make sure that it's financially sound. And by and by financially sound, you know, I think you mean like in that moment, right? Cuz obviously you know, financial situations change. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that is not, you know, can or may not be a constant. But you want to make sure that in that moment and in the near future that you're financially sound. Uh, the, I think the stress and the demand that bringing a child into a relationship um, requires is a lot. And adding financial strain on top of that is not healthy. It's not a healthy healthy thing to um, season on top of something that should be a moment of nurturing and caring and bonding and love and all these things. I, th- I That environment is so crucial to have that I think it can be easily tainted when you're in a financial when you, yeah yeah when you ha- like when you're having financial hardship yeah that's why I'm stressing it yeah uh, I think you and I were we were very focused on that particular aspect of having another child we wanted to make sure that when we did because we had had the discussion about having more children we were very sure about being able to financially and and I say comfortably yeah sustain another kid because we already had two children because we didn't have a co-parent that was actively uh, applying financial support for the children so we had to make sure that was the right thing and i think the last thing is and this may be a converse well not the last thing maybe this should be the first thing but to even know if your new partner even wants to have more children um, because they just may be okay with what they have Um, I actually have a very good friend that when she started dating her current husband, he had no children and became a very adamant figure in her child's life and was very okay with just raising that child and really had no aspirations to have any other children. And they eventually had a child together because their life developed that way. But initially, he was very much okay with being like, this yeah. is my this is my stepchild, and I'm really happy with that. And we can do this at the end of time. Yeah, so there it there may be that situation, even if you're dating someone that doesn't have children, and if that person does have children, it just it just may be something that they're not looking to do. So you may want to like kind of think about that in the beginning, if that's even something that is of interest in either of the partners. Um, and then go forward with the, is this a long-term thing? We Can we financially do this? And then all the other things that we talked about is making sure that, you know, your family dynamic and, you know, your, your lifestyles, everything is kind of cohesive in mm-hmm. a way where you can sustain yourself. So I want to close with this because I know that we're coming around to the end of the episode. So your situation, right, was when the father of of the boys had another child mm-hmm. there was no discussion with with you about it no right and so when we decided to have a child i mean of course there was we didn't reciprocate there was no discussion on that end about what we were doing we just had a child well we didn't reciprocate because there was at that time we actually had no relationship right there was yeah. just, there was nothing there right what i would like to ask you is if you could go back in time and rewrite that whole situation how would you have preferred that to go down so that it would have been more of an accepted situation, right? It would have been something that 
mm. you would have welcomed. Right? What? What? Paint, I'm paint not that picture. Sure what, why? Why you're asking me this? I'm getting emotional. I I, I, I know why you are. I know. I know you are because I, this was this was a very tough time and a tough situation for you. And I think that the even the idea of being able of to have it in a way where it didn't go that way. Yeah. It's it's an, it's emotional. It's emotional, maybe for the reason that you're not one hundred percent aware of. Okay, so I mean, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. All right, sure. Um, it's emotional because I have a, I have a half brother, I have a brother that is from another wife, mm-hmm. another mother, and I love him dearly. Yeah. I mean, he is like he is. my world. Shout out to Derek. Um. And, and, I, that's like that's like my brother from another mother. Yeah. Like honestly, like this this man. He's shown me so much love in my life that, like, I, I, and I can't even put words around it. Like, this is just the most, one of the best people I know. Yeah, so that's why I'm getting emotional, to know that my boys are not actively growing up with their other siblings yeah. because their father chose to go about things the way he did when it came to having more children. Yeah. If I could rewind time, And I can tell you why he chose to not be outwardly with the new children that he was he had conceived. It was because he was not he was already not meeting his obligations. He was not um, actively adhering to his days and weekends with the with the boys. He was also not actively applying his financial support. So he already knew he was in a fucking doghouse. So for him to then say, I'm already not able to meet these obligations. I'm going to add more shit on top of that by having a kid, which is going to put me in a more financial and responsibility strain. That's why he chose to keep it a secret for me. So if I could rewind time, the ideal way would be that one, he's meeting his obligations. He or she is meeting their obligations. And I would love for that person to be like, hey, me and my partner we're we're expecting a new child and i'm telling you this because this boy or girl is going to be brother or sister to our current child and i want to i want you to know because i want it to be an environment where it's positive it's love reinforcing so when my kids are coming back home to me and they're saying oh you know we went here and there with you know our brother or our sister i'm like oh my god that was great how did that go um to be honest if i reflect back upon my life as a child with a half brother when he would come over for the weekends it would be like the light of my fucking life so to know that my to know that like my kids and their their siblings don't have that relationship yeah. it it pains me sometimes yeah. and it's so crazy because back when it happened man i was fucking pissed but now i look at it i'm like i'm sad about it yeah so that would be my advice like think about the future of your children and their siblings and i actually know a friend right now that is going through that that their ex had a child with someone that w- it was very unexpected and this person is being the fucking champion in this situation and really being supportive in that whole situation because she wants her children 
to understand and be part of the, her their their siblings' life. And I fucking I salute her for that. And if she listens to this episode, she'll know who she is. But um, yeah, if I could rewind time, that's that's how it would be. Um, I swear to God, I don't understand how it is that you get me to be emotional like every fucking episode, but you seem to do it. There's one last thing that I actually did not touch on okay. that I wanted to share that now... Oh, we got to do the cards. Yeah, we'll do the cards in a second. Um, since we are in 2023, we have a lot of techno technology in place that we didn't have fucking I 20 years ago. technology. technology. <laughs> yes. We have a lot, a lot of technology in play that we didn't have a long time ago. So if you are trying to actively have a healthy co-parenting relationship between you, your new partner, and your ex, I would highly recommend a shared calendar. Oh. A virtual shared calendar. Hell to the year. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be between you, your ex, and you, your ex, and your um and your and your partner. It could just be literally between you and your ex. And depending on the age of your child, that child can be part of that calendar too. So that everybody's on the same page. We know what days that there's events. We know that there's days where there are obligations for the child that need to be met from either parent, whether yeah. it be doctor visits, dentist dentist visits after school activities if you share a calendar virtually everybody can be on the same page and when because we share a calendar and we do it for our kids and we live in the same house and yeah. it helps us so much when i have work obligations that i can't meet and sometimes you're so busy that you may forget and then you book something for yourself and you're like wait a second i actually can't do it that yeah. day because i yeah. i have to be here for our daughter it's a great way for us to know um, each other's schedules when yeah. it comes to planning out our own schedules so that we don't double book. Yeah, because my schedule my won't schedule allow it. Won't allow it. Okay, so uh, we have this new tradition where at the end of every episode we are pulling a random card from this deck. By the way, I figured out what each of the cards mean. Oh yeah, let me know. But no, um, I no? don't remember okay. right now. There's Shit. instructions, <laughs> but now I kind of know the categories. All right. So the category is... I don't know. Pick the cards. Yeah, I'm all in suspense. It's because I've been watching Pose lately. All right. You're going to pick right from the top? Yep. Oh, okay. How important are the anniversaries, birthdays, and holidays to you? Describe if and how you'd like to celebrate. Are we talking about how important are anniversaries, birthdays, and holidays to you? Okay. Um, Describe if and how you'd like to celebrate. Okay, so how important are anniversaries? Okay, so for anniversaries, it would be our wedding anniversary. That's very important to me. Um, we even went as far as when it was the pandemic and then I was it was our 10-year anniversary. We had a ceremony in the backyard yeah. and we videoed it and we shared it with everyone. So anniversaries are very important to me. Birthdays, for me... The big ones. Um... I think you like the fives and the zeros. <laughs> for, like for me, for my birthday, I'm like not like, I don't make like a big, big thing out of it. Um, but there are some that are more special than others. Like when I turned 40, I was like, yo, I'm fucking wrong. I'm rocking with a tanga. Like yeah. I wasn't playing. Now holidays. There's only one. There's only one. And it's motherfucking Halloween. And we going hard. In case y'all didn't know. In case y'all didn't know. Even though Christmas has been growing on me. 
right? Yeah, it has. But Halloween is no fucking Halloween joke is, around here. Halloween is no fucking There's joke in this no house. no games being played over Kay? here on Halloween. A bitch is decorated right? September 1st. Don't come around here if your shit ain't right. All right? All right? So. Put your uh, ass in the back of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, come on. If, don't make it a serious one. What's something that you never admitted to anyone else? Oh, fuck. Are you serious? Do you want to skip this? Do you feel like this is too personal? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things I haven't admitted to anybody else. But, um, yeah, probably not things that I'm very proud of. So, um, Do you want to skip? Do, 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 do. You know what? I'll share something. Okay. All right. Something that I've never admitted to anyone else. You know what? No, I can't because you know this. Okay. But you, you're you the only one who knows this. So I think I could share it. Okay, go ahead. As a kid. Because it says anyone else. I'm, I'm... Yeah. As a kid, I used to fucking plaster boogers all over my wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I know why Evo thought about that. Because <laughs> we were cleaning our daughter's room the other yeah. day, and I was like, "Are these boogers on the wall?" Yep, she got it from her daddy. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> we laying in bed at night, can't sleep as a kid, like digging for gold, F- find one and just—I don't know. I think I was like four years old. I mean, it's what shit that kids do. But yeah, I never admitted that to anybody. So Bro, I there you go. I would have fucking you have whooped it. your ass. You know, I, you know, I, you know, interestingly enough, my my my. Uh, my parents didn't, I don't remember getting in trouble for oh, it. Oh, that is the typical kid growing up in the 80s. Our parents were never around. Yeah. Okay? I don't, they I were don't, too busy working you know, and doing other shit. At that, at that age, I actually had a maid, so she might have been cleaning that up. Oh, again, Evo's too fucking cool for yeah, school. I, you know what? My, yeah, my dad was doing, my parents were doing really well for themselves at that time. And then, you know, then shit all fell apart like a house of cards. And I ended up on an island <laughs> with Gilligan. So, oh man, yeah. uh, I actually was gonna wear a hat today. And when I put it on, I was like, I look like Gilligan from from fucking Gilligan's Island. I can't wear this shit. <laughs> People go, you know, you ever see somebody wearing something? You're like, ain't nobody gonna tell her. Yeah, Not all that. the time. All right. Um, so that actually brings us to the end of this episode. I really hope that people enjoyed this. Um, there. Man, I always feel like there's still so many things that we could talk about when uh, it yeah, comes there's, to this. Yeah, there's there's a list of shit that I had on my, you know, but I always come extra with extra notes just in case because, you know, yeah. you just never know. So, but yeah, on every episode, there's stuff that we don't cover, but I think that's okay. But to say that we won't revisit this topic again, we will. We would love from he- to hear from you in the comments if this is something that you would enjoy for us to continue digging deeper into we would love to know in yeah. the comment section wherever it is that you like to correspond with us it helps us kind of understand if going forward with this topic is beneficial to our listeners and our viewers and we do know this because of how 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 much this episode has been downloaded yeah. the previous episode has been downloaded and streamed so we are greatly appreciative of that but until next week on Spark Talk Fridays, where we are creating conversations about life, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out. Peace out.